0: All right, welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Eddie's three hundred and sixty six movies in three hundred and sixty six days. I'm your main man, Eddie, here. And today we are deep diving. That's right. We are going into the career of Denzel Washington. uh, Only because this film I wanted to check out. Because Ice-T was in it. I know. It's crazy. I chose a film because it's Ice-T. And it was free on Tubi. And I was like, ricochet. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen that. And John Lithgow is in it. So I figured... Why not? Let's do it. So without further ado, we are watching Ricochet. He was a psychotic killer out of control. (laughs) Until a rookie cop Don't even try it. Don't even think about it. Put him behind bars. Seven years later, Earl Talbot Blake is out for revenge. I got things to live for. And the moment he escapes, the nightmare begins. Remember Earl Talbot's late? He busted out of a parole hearing. Now, the hunter is the hunted. He wants revenge because I sent him to prison. I'ma make him pay for this. Was it Blake? Huh? Was it her Talbot with Blake? I don't see his face in the light of those cameras. That's when it'll be over. Washington, John Lithgow, Ricochet. Meeting once was a mistake. Meeting twice will be murder. First of all, whoever narrated those trailers back in the '90s was the fucking man. Those were some of the uh, the things you looked forward to the most, man. When you're watching a trailer, is Earl Talbot Blake is out for revenge. You know, every time. You know what I mean? Like, coming this Friday, Jean-Claude Van Damme is all kicks. Just stuff like that, man. You just, like, you know, you enjoyed listening to this guy. Awesome. Fucking love it. Uh, Anyways, yeah. So, as you heard in the trailer, Denzel Washington plays a... Kind of a hotshot cop in the beginning who has a big-time bust when he's able to take down um, a big-time hitman by the name of Earl Talbot Blake, played by John Lithgow. That's right, Denzel Washington plays Nick Styles who eventually is so good at his job that he moves up the chain, you know what I mean, from from just regular officer to detective to assistant DA, so on and so forth, all while John Lithgow's character, Talbot Blake, is in prison plotting the day that he escapes and gets his revenge on the man that ruined his career. Right, took away his spotlight, took away his shine. Well, that day eventually comes. Somehow, listen, and I watched I Love You, Philip Morris, right? And to know how many times that man broke out of prison, and that was based on a true story, by the way. So knowing how many times that guy broke out of prison does not surprise me that some stupid idea like this or or crazy idea like this would not work. I'm convinced in some of these states anybody can escape. But anyway, so John Lithgow's character escapes and he turns the tables on Nick Styles with an evil plan to make him look crazy and to make him look like he's not quite the man people think he is, right? He's this hotshot by the book, family man. Well, Blake plans to tear down that facade. Well, he he wants to make it look like it's a facade, even though it's the truth. But that's his master plan because, you know, people think he's dead, right? They know he escaped from prison, but then they find a body and they identify it as Earl Talbot Blake. So Blake is like, now nah, I can do whatever I want and be under the radar. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, you know, one thing I'm going to say about this 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 movie is uh I don't know, like I'm trying to think like who I could see play Earl Talbot Blake, but I love John Lithgow. Like I think John is um I don't know if you can say he's uh he's underrated because I don't think that is necessarily A thing, like I think he's well appreciated in in the film community. Um, he's been in so many films that I've loved. I remember the first time I saw him was Harry and the Hendersons, and then Howard the Duck, I believe, was the other one, or was that somebody else? But, anyways, so yeah, I mean, he's um, you know, there's a little time period here where he was playing the villain, and uh, they would take recognizable guys. Who normally didn't play villains and now all of a sudden they're playing villains and here comes Ricochet. And he takes it and he just knocks it out of the park. I mean, MVP performance right here from John Lithgow. I don't know. I was like, can anybody top Denzel? Because Denzel is just so charismatic. You know what I mean? As soon as he steps on the screen, he just commands it. And... I think John Lithgow was the perfect opposite to play. Like, you know, when you have your protagonist and your antagonist, perfect. You know what I mean? They couldn't have nailed it any better than this. And I think it was a role that was totally catered. You know, I think Lithgow kind of, you know, took it to a different level. I mean, he made his character sadistic, creepy at times, and just well... I don't know the, the right word, but just like a well-oiled machine who just is constantly thinking steps ahead. You know what I mean? But he doesn't. So this is an ultimate cat-mouse and mouse game at one point because now it's like, okay, I've made him look crazy, but Denzel's like, now I've got to get even, right? Because I get his game. I get what he's looking for in the end, and I can't give it to him. So what does he do? He does the, like, the almost ultimate psych-out, you know, eventually in this film. Because ultimately, uh, Talbot Blake feels like he gave the spotlight to Denzel in the beginning. And he wants to take away that spotlight. And his plan to take away the spotlight is by having him exposed on television, When they take him down on camera, then I'll be done. It's kind of like his character's his thing. So Denzel's character realizes that. And what's the perfect response to that, right? Don't give him what he wants. Make him think that his opportunity is being taken away from him ultimately, right? That end game is now gone. So he... Does this uh, this whole thing where he's on top of a you know a, a well established crack house and he's on the roof and he's pretending like he's about to commit suicide because the cops haven't taken him down and they won't take him down, right? So that worries Blake and Blake is like, "Fuck, my plan is not going as planned." So there's some ultimate writing in this. And then some of the shit they pull in this film, I'm just like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, Blake, uh, you know, part of his plan is, okay, I'm going to make you look like a drug addict, right? So I'm going to inject you with a ton of heroin. And then I'm going to get you on camera basically having sex with a... I don't know if she's a well-established... call girl or, or woman of the night, whatever you want to call them, a uh, sex worker. I don't know if that's what she is, but I'm going to assume so, considering she says dominatrix shit will cost you an extra 200 So I'm supposing. Um, but great plan, because then all of a sudden they make him look crazy, right? And they do the little switcheroo thing with the VHS tapes. And Blake is always listening, Smart move. He knew that Denzel wasn't going to be home and his wife wasn't going to be home and that a babysitter was going to be there. They cut the power. They make it look like it's a power outage, and he plants bugs. And it's a smart move because he can always stay a step ahead of everything that Denzel is doing. So very, very brilliant there. Uh, loved everything almost about the film. You know what I mean? Like uh, even Ice tea. They didn't try to make him do anything that was out of the ordinary. Um, He was playing kind of a, he was playing a gangster. He's a gangster. So it wasn't like they were trying to make him a cop who literally questions everything after it's been told to him. There's a little joke in Law & Order uh, SVU. You can look it up with Ice-T. You're welcome. And uh, so it was cool seeing him. You know, a little cheesy at times, but you know he was getting his feet wet, you know, in the uh, acting game. So you got to give him credit. And um, yeah, other than that, I mean, I loved everything. I mean, the the story was was really good. There's you know, like I've been describing, there's a lot of turning points. There's a lot of you know things happening in the film that just kind of keep you on the edge of your seat. So very cool stuff. Um, as far as everything is concerned in this. So yeah, tons and tons of good stuff. Love the cinematography. I thought everything was great, the cuts. Very nineties looking film, by the way. I don't know how else to describe the nineties. The nineties had a had a certain aesthetic to it. And I think it had something to do with the with the overall tone. You know, the the the, the way the camera, the look, the the colors, the warmness, the everything about it had a very nineties feel. So I definitely uh <clears throat> would recommend if you want to see like early you know Denzel at his best that you would end up seeing again in in films like Training day and stuff like that where he had to act very bragged not braggadocio but very like just very confident this is this is one of the early films to to really see that and uh Yeah, so that's going to do it for me right here, you know. I uh, strongly recommend it, especially if you want to see John Lithgow at his best, you want to see Denzel at his best, you want to see some um, good supporting cast members, uh, like Kevin Pollack obviously did really good playing uh, Denzel's former partner and kind of his his best friend. I thought a lot of the turning points in this film were really, really good. Uh, Just when you think... You know, at some points that Denzel might be outsmarting him again. John Lithgow's character finds a way to outsmart him yet again, uh, but it doesn't last very long. So this is a this is a chess match where one is playing chess, the other one's playing checkers. So you kind of you you get it in this film when you watch it uh, for sure. So I'm gonna end it right here. Uh, definitely check out Ricochet if you can. It's on Tubi. Right now it is. It's on Tubi anyways. I don't know for how long it'll remain on Tubi, but it's definitely there. I was going to go on this real iced tea kick because I've never seen New Jack City. I believe he's in that. I don't know. But I was going to watch New Jack City, and then I saw this, and I was like, oh, Ricochet. I've never seen that either, but I remembered uh, the trailer for it. That's really what I remembered the most and always being like, I'll have to watch that sometime and never watching it and then obviously, you know, how long ago was this film, and it's 2024, yeah, there's a lot of films in the world that are like that, that I didn't get to see, but I'm finally seeing now, and that's the point of this, of this podcast, that's the point of this challenge, every challenge that I go into with the 366 movie challenge, it's never films that I've seen, that's too easy, right, I could recite those off the top of my head, and keep going, and and whatnot, but this whole point was to always watch something new uh, that I've never seen. So if I've never seen it, it's new to me. Remember that. Uh, I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna give it a B plus for a final grade. I don't think it's it's Denzel's greatest film, but it's it's up there. Uh, it deserves some credit. So check it out. See you guys tomorrow. Thank you.